Oh my goodness, episode 8, which is episode 9. Welcome to everyone here today for your 7th favorite podcast with your host, Kobe Williams, and uh, myself, David Barella. Uh, we're here to do magnificent things. I may have drinking a little bit. This may or may not be the first time we've recorded this podcast, but I'm feeling spicy. I'm feeling dangerous. I got my back against the wall. I'm looking at a Frank Ocean poster in my room. I got a bunch of paintings I found the other day. Not the other day, but I acquired the other day. And my dog's right next to me, and he's a pit bull and a healer mix. And by goodness, whenever I did the dishes today, I used to scrub daddy. Kobe Williams, how are you doing today? I am doing absolutely fantastic, David. And let me tell you, this may not be the first time or the second time or the third time or the ninth time that we've recorded this podcast, but it does not matter. Um, it's not the ninth time. I don't know how many times it is because we just we don't we don't like plan this out. You know, it just it happens. It happens. We have a we have a uh, recipe to create the seven your seven favorite podcasts, and we have to uh, act accordingly to those appropriate things out there. So that's what I have to say here today, and that's what I believe in here today, and that's that's what we're here to do, Kobe Williams. So we we have the recipe for success, um, but not great success. We have the recipe for very mild and moderate success. Yeah. Um, and that is to to be the seventh favorite. But you you said something earlier, and it really it really caught my attention. You said when you used the dishes today, uh, you used a scrub daddy. Please tell me what is a scrub daddy? Oh, a scrub daddy. Uh, our future sponsor, scrub daddy. Is that the scrub daddy that you're talking about? That the is one, the scrub daddy the that one, I'm talking about. The one that is the best sponge on the market. The sponge that comes in you know different genders. One the male, one's female. For this holiday season, it also comes in a in 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 a sponge that might look like Frankenstein or or a ghost, or they have different plushies out there, or they actually, the company even celebrates National Dog Day, or all these different things. You were telling company. me that this sponge company is releasing Halloween-themed sponges? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. And, uh, and if you don't purchase them now, then... then uh, How will you live with yourself? How will you honest? live with yourself, to be honest with you? And I don't know if you can, to be honest. I, think I, I, I actually don't know if I could, if if I missed the opportunity. Um, that is not to say that I've already purchased one, because I haven't. But I will be purchasing, what are they calling them, Spooky Daddies? I, I don't know, but I, I would like to call them Spooky Daddies. Um, uh, spooky Daddies is the name. Scrub Daddy, if you're listening to us... Um, we will we will expect our our royalties from coming up with Spooky Daddy. Um, <laughs> we're the only people to ever say it. Um, to be honest, I've never heard anyone say the word Spooky Daddy before, especially in reference to a Halloween themed sponge. So, um, I David, I think it's only fair that we we take the royalties on that one. Yeah, no, I think that's reasonable. But I, I you know, surely surely they'll un- under- understand these uh, our request. Uh, Oh, absolutely. And if they don't want to do royalties, I understand. You know, money, yeah, maybe is, just, money is its own thing. Maybe just sponsor a podcast, you know? Yeah, shout us out and, you know, tell us we're doing great. Scrub Daddy. It's all we do want is love we just and want affection. Some, we just want a reciprocated energy between us, you know, and uh, – We do. Scrub we Daddy, do. Where, where, we where, the, we where need the at? seventh favorite podcast to have the energy of the number one sponge on the market. <laughs> we, had, you know, if we're being honest, we look, we're legitimately asking for a really big request here. Like, like we more, really are. Because whenever <laughs> I first, whenever we first did this, I was like, I was, I was like, yeah, whatever. Then I realized you were like, oh, like the number, the, the highest grossing thing on Shark Tank. I'm like, yeah, it's oh, actually I was ridiculous. Like, I was like, oh, that that is the highest. That's the. Uh, it's, I mean, of course it is. Obviously, it's the script. Oh, obviously, but it's I was like, daddy. but you know the. Uh, 
you yeah. know, we really, uh, we've really, we've really taken the energy of a number one podcast. Yeah, I agree. And, I agree. But without the the commitment to be that number one, because we, I, I don't want to be anybody's favorite. When you're somebody's favorite, here's the thing: it's a lot of pressure. It is so much pressure. Like if you're the number one team in basketball, do you know how much pressure that is to continue being the number one team in basketball? But like when you're the freaking I don't know, say the, we'll say the Mavericks because like, you know, I'm a Mavs fan and to me, they're the number one team, but I know they're realistically not that no one's expecting them to be the number one team, you know, because that they, they're not there, but you know, they can just do their thing and they can land where they land. And that's what we're going to do is we're going to be by the end of our run on possibly rambling, we will be everyone's seventh favorite podcast. Yeah, that's true. That is absolutely true. And I think that there is a, uh, what do I got to say here? There's a manifestation level to this. And it's not to say that we don't want pressure. We just, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if we want the number one pressure. We probably want the seventh most pressure. You yeah, know? No, absolutely. But, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, what is it? Joe Rogan's podcast is probably like what the, the most popular podcast right now. I don't, I don't know. I'm not hip with the, with the kids lingo, but like, you know, we're not trying to be at that level. We're not, you know, it's, it's, we just, we're yeah, doing our own I'm, thing. We're doing our own thing. And that is okay. Actually, I was talking to one of our devoted fans, uh, Caleb, I forget his middle name, Mosley. And mm. he said that we are not his seventh favorite podcast yet, since he is public enemy number one. Um, we are right now <clears throat> currently his 11th favorite podcast. So tell me, what are your thoughts on that, David? Yeah, so first of all, when it, regarding Caleb Mosley, I don't trust him. I uh, think he's an enemy to the state. Um, and, uh, into this, to the freedom of this country and to the, um, um, into societies, a menace. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, regarding Caleb Mosley, I just, um, I think I have a rival, man. I think, um, I, I, think, I think that's fair. I think we have to uh, find a way to, to end him sooner than later, you know? No, I, I absolutely, I, and having known Caleb for several years, right, yeah. I first off, I a hundred percent agree. Um, the man's and and he's he's a uh, what's the word? What's the word? He's an our not our nemesis. That's I mean that is a he's word. the antagonist. He is the antagonist to our story. Yeah, he is the villain. He is the Joker to our Batman. He is the Bane to our Batman. Uh, he, <laughs> he is the scarecrow to our. Batman. One might even call him the Riddler to our Robin, you know? And uh, the thing with Caleb is he tells me that he, we're his 11th favorite podcast. But you know what? You want to know what he followed up with? What? That he does not listen to another podcast. So mm. here's He also here's doesn't thing. show up to his fantasy football drafts. What? He didn't show up to his what? fantasy football draft. No, Apparently. guys, everyone out there, let's roast him real quick. All right, so Caleb yes. Mosley. Um, I haven't actually ever met this man, I don't think. And, um, you did. You did for very brief, very briefly uh, for my my birthday celebration. Oh, like, he was there to that. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was the other Caleb that was there. So you met him for like fifteen minutes. Okay, hell yeah. So, um, anyways, glad I met him. Um, sorry, Caleb Mosley, if you listen to this. Now, um, he uh, <laughs> um, uh, he he got us into a fantasy football draft. We're all like, oh, let's go. Let's go. And then we're doing the actual draft. And the commissioner of the damn league didn't show up to the draft. His team was auto-drafted. And that is, that is, that is poppycock. 
You know, that is, that's a good is such a good word. It was, it was a good word. It, it's a good word. It's a great word. And, uh, Fantastic word. Yeah. And it's a great way to describe, um, uh, to describe antagonist uh, in this particular situation. He is a snollycoster, sir. A snollycoster. I have not heard that one before. You know what a snollycoster is? Let me look up the definition of a snollycoster. Oh, this he is, is like, sh- actually like a real word. He's a shrewd, unprincipled person. Especially a politician. He's a snollygoster. At its finest. Caleb Mosley, you are a horrendous politician. You are a, a shrewd, unprincipled <laughs> person. You snollygoster, you. Uh, I, I that's love what that I this, think of That's I what I think this episode about has turned into Caleb Mosley, like, just <laughs> roasting him the entire yeah. time. Uh, to aside. anyone that follows us on Instagram, which should be everyone... Um, because it's not hard to find us, all you got to do is go to Instagram and search up possibly underscore rambling, and you're going to see phenomenal memes uh, created by none other than the man David Barella and his partner Yvette. Um, but feel free to follow us on Instagram and just throw your best Caleb Mosley roasts in the comments. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because we, we – Oh, man, we're going to – We're going to go in. <laughs> we're just going to bully Caleb Mosley. All right, I'm in. But anyways um, – uh, Jokes aside, you know, like, where's 11th favorite? We have work to do, and we acknowledge this. We're trying to get him up to seven. But, um, but. Uh, I want him I, at seven, or I want him not listening. I that's, agree. I think that's the only thing. Yeah, I agree. Like, if we're not your seventh favorite, then don't even bother tuning in. Yeah, that's, that's how I feel about I it. I think that's reasonable. And so, to some, that may come, come off as arrogant. Um, but personally, I think we just, we happen to know our worth, you know? <laughs> Damn it! So I also think uh, specifically, you know, there is a more particular hatred towards Caleb Mosley, and then everyone else, you know, I think, I think, I think we're tinkering to be like, how do we become seventh? If you're, if we're like your fifth, we have to, we have to become shittier somehow without also, you know, managing these different things and so forth. So in yeah, between, uh, in between everyone listening, in between your Caleb Mosley roasts, um, let us know where we rank on your on your favorite podcast scale. Um, and that way, you know, the, while we while we still have a smaller fan base, it'll really let us single in on particular people. Because like if we're if we're one person's favorite, we we can't do anything. Like we have to like tear into them, you know. But if right. we're somebody like fifteenth, you know, we got to bring them up a little bit, keep everyone balanced, um, as, as Thanos would really like it. So uh, in the middle of your Caleb Mosley roast, please let us know where we rank from one to sixty eight. Like Thanos would like it. It sounds like you're trying to worship Thanos. Like we have a like we're principled in that narrative. It's like um no, I'm okay. definitely not. Uh, sure. I I I mean I think I, was, I was on board, but I, I guess I think he does nothing not. wrong. Um, but no, <laughs> um, ooh Thanos. The Thanos conversation was Thanos right? That that's a fun one, David. What what are your thoughts on Thanos? He was totally wrong. He genocided half like the people in the world. No, that's terrible. You know, like, I see what he's saying, but I mean, at the same time, like, I don't know, like, he didn't give anything else a shot. He was just like, he's like, huh, I'll be, I'll kill my daughter and I'll, uh, I'll just decide to, I'll decide to go ahead and just, I don't know, genocide half of the universe. I don't know. I don't know how that's justified. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I think he caused a lot of problems. All right, so let me play the Thanos advocate here. I'm kidding. I there's there's no Thanos. Okay, advocate. I was about to be ready. I mean, you know, like we we can go in. There's there's no Thanos advocate. Um, yeah, the the man was wrong. The man was wrong. Um, speaking of Marvel, uh, have you seen Shang Chi yet? 
No, I haven't, but okay. I've listened to 88 Risings, um, like the album, because, you know, I'm a big Rich Brian fan, and, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I've become... Are you familiar with 88 Rising? I don't think I've listened to that album. No. Okay, so 88 Rising is not an album. It's like a group, and so it's a bunch... Oh, it's, okay. It's, it's, it's Asian artists all coming together and making music and rich brian and joji are big guests in it all the time and they did the uh the the soundtrack okay so whenever i watched the movie i heard uh rich brian in there yeah he's in there often in the album that is that's really cool i didn't realize that that is so cool that it's like an it's like an asian group or whatever that like yeah so it's i mean i think i think some of those songs there's like a 21 savage as a guest and stuff and all that but i'm seeing 21 i'm seeing sway lee some anderson pack but, uh, Anderson and, and Anderson Pack is uh, is Asian. Oh, he is. He's he's uh, he's a- African American and he's Korean. I looked it up because I was curious. Wow. I was like, I was like, what? You learn something new every day. Yeah, and it's part. Yeah, and he's also. I think he's also his uh, his partner is Korean as well. That's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, and then, I definitely uh, recommend the movie though. Yo, I know because I heard the soundtrack and I was like, this movie's gonna slap. It's uh, it's it's pretty good. Um, yeah. I I am a big fan. I'm not gonna spoil anything. Um, the only thing that I'm going to say to you, and you'll understand um, as a fan of A, Marvel, B, good movies, and C, Avatar The Last Airbender, um, once you see the movie, you'll understand they can make a really good Avatar The Last Airbender movie. Oh, man. Um, some, of the, some of the animations they did in this movie were, were phenomenal. The choreography was phenomenal. Um, I just, yeah, I have no, no like bad things to really say about the movie. Um, I, I liked how it ended. Um, I liked the build up to it. Um, I mean, I think it was, I guess, kind of a little bit more basic in terms of like general storyline, but not bad in any sense. Um, sure. I'm I'm a big fan. Big fan. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be awesome, man. I'm really excited for it. I'm probably going to try to sort of see it, you know, later later this week or you know within within the next seven days, whenever that comes to it, you know. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I definitely recommend it. Definitely re- recommend it. Oh, um, and it's nice to see that like the movie's doing well because uh, I remember seeing like the whole thing where like one of the Disney like the I think it's the CEO of Disney or whatever came out and was like, oh, this is going to be a big experiment because they're releasing it like in theaters first before Disney Plus or whatever. And then like the uh, the I forget his name, but the lead actor for Shang Chi was like, I don't like that our movie is being called an experiment kind of thing, and yeah. then it's just like blowing numbers out of the water. Yeah, like it's performed phenomenal at the box office, which is really cool because it's also bringing movies like coming out sooner. Like uh, Spider Man No Way Home is officially like coming out in December, I believe. Um, and then there was another movie uh, I forget what it was, but they said that its release date got confirmed. Um, be, or Venom Two uh, got confirmed for October uh, because of how well that uh, Shang Chi is doing. Yo, that's amazing! Hell yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, the movies are coming back. I, I I really do hope so too. You know, um, uh, cause I don't know. I I miss, I miss the vibes of it. Um, so this is great, random too. I, I don't know if this is fair, but I'm kind of like I feel like the the world needs another series to start kicking some ass again. Like like cause if you think about it, you know, we've had like Lord of the Rings. We've had you know we've had some Star Wars. We've had Harry mm-hmm. Potter. We've had Hell, we've had um, we've had what other big, big ones? I mean, whether you liked them or not, Twilight was a big one, and yeah, oh, yeah it was um, huge. And I love Twilight to be honest. And then it had. Oh, I've read uh, every single book. 
I still, I think I still, I might, might still own every single book. I think they're at my parents' house. Okay, back in your prime, back in the prime of it, in the face of it, were you, were you like Team Edward or were you Team? team <laughs> I actually had this conversation um, with uh, Becca recently, actually, um, and I'm definitely Team Edward. Um, I think both of them were very manipulative people, to be honest. Interesting. Yeah, that's fair. But. I think with the whole imprinting thing that Jacob did on Bella's daughter, I it just like that was well, like the I final think it's, thing. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I definitely think now, like I was saying before that, because like it is oh, definitely yeah. skewed now at this point, you know? Gotcha. It's uh, like, I, was, I was team member the whole time, though. Oh, that's fair. Hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What about you? What about I you? I didn't get into it until later. So like I, I went in already kind of knowing what's going on. So my opinion, honestly, I hate to say it is skewed. So gotcha. like, so... Because I already already kind of knew the end end there, and so I was like, "All right." So I was I was already Team Edward, but you know, as it goes. Well, I mean, it's it's okay to be right early, you know. Yeah, like, no, that's fair. I'll no take, one's I'll ever take gotten the gotten judged for making the right choice before everybody else, you know. Yeah, um, I, that's I think that's a good thing to do. Yeah, um, and just and uh, you know. Yeah, I I still haven't even seen the the last two movies, like the Breaking Dawn really? Part One and Part Two. No, those are good. Still haven't seen them. I've like read the books, so I like know what happens. But yeah, I've never seen never seen those two movies. Um. Okay. So what what else was I on here? Though so there was the uh, and then like Game of Thrones was a huge series. You had mm-hmm. um what other stuff was out there? There was a missing one. Um, Hunger Games was huge. Hunger Games was so huge. And and I feel like we're missing that, especially because we just had like the like the the pinnacle of Marvel. Like I think mm-hmm. even though Marvel can make is kind of gradually making a climb back, they had to really start over from its exponential just kind of hit there. Yeah, because Endgame was such like a conclusion kind of thing. And I don't think they're going to be able to hit that again. I I disagree. You disagree? Um, That's I fair. Disagree. I I think so. I think it's going to be hard um, because you know there was ten years in the building. You know, like ten years of learning these characters. But the thing also is, is like, it's not like they were using like the most popular characters. Like, I mean, sure, Iron Man wasn't like unpopular, but he wasn't like, I mean, he's he wasn't Spider Man, you know. Like, he's not the Fantastic Four, um, and like, so I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy was like not very well known to most people outside of like the MCU until like, I mean, unless you were like really into comics, I never even heard of the Guardians of the Galaxy until the movie came out, right? Right. And so I think the fact that they were able to build it that much with like some of the lesser known characters um, is is really cool. Um, I think now that they're slowly getting to where they can use like the more known characters, like when they bring Fantastic Four in, it's going to be phenomenal. Like when as they keep building on Spider Man, I think it's going to be phenomenal. And I think I think in ten years there could very well be a, a movie that is bigger than Endgame was. We, you know, I, I hope so, because I, I think it's good for everything. You know, I think it's good for, like, <clears throat> I don't know, the vibes of the world to have something mm-hmm. to anticipate like that. But, like, I don't know, because what, what I've thought about it here recently is because all the Marvel stuff coming coming out now, all of, like, the, you know, recent Marvel stuff, it's really good and it's great, but it just doesn't have, like, that, that uh, the stake of, like, the universe, the way that, you know, Endgame did and all that. And so it's kind of like they kind of have to start over almost in a way. And then, yeah. you know, Game of Thrones ended poorly. And then... Uh, ended so poorly. And then uh, there's <laughs> also... Um, uh, what is it? 
Star Wars just wasn't great. Um, the Justice League just wasn't great. And apparently Lord of the Rings is actually coming out. Apparently there's like a TV show that's coming out. Oh, that'll um, be cool. That's like uh, going back to like the beginning, uh, like before the main story and stuff like that. Um, so like before The Hobbit, everything like that. So I think that'll be really interesting. Yeah, um, I feel that. I've been seeing stuff on TikTok about it. I, I follow this guy that's like very – like he's basically just a Lord of the Rings like lore account basically. Um, right. But he's been saying a lot of stuff about it and apparently like it's it's been looking been looking pretty good. So I'm definitely excited for that. No, for sure, dude. No, I, that sounds like a dope show. Then they're also doing the prequel of Game of Thrones as well. They are. They are. It's uh, it's, uh, it's like around the Targaryens, right? I believe so, yes. Okay. I, I, was, I haven't looked but, up too much, but I, I, I believe so. I believe it goes into um, what's his name, the the evil king. Um, I forget oh, the mad king. Um, mad king. Yep. A, a, a starts with an A. Oh, Aiden. 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 I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But the mad king. So like, it's like his origin story, basically. I think so. I think it goes into that, and also I think I mean I think it goes all the way to the point that like. Jon Snow gets bored probably or like or um I got all you. The target born. but I could be wrong it could be before that I heard rumors of it being way before that I haven't done too much research on it but I don't know it's interesting okay yeah no I mean I think you know because we've had a lot of talks about like you know streaming services versus movies and I I think the ability to be able to do these tv shows on the streaming services is definitely going to help um but at the same time I feel like it's it's a lot more difficult for the casual viewer to like go and watch, you know, however many episodes of Loki and WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier and what if there's been, you know, because right. uh, I feel like for a lot more of the casual viewers, they just want to be able to go to the movies and like just enjoy the movie, you know. And so I think it'll be really interesting with all these TV shows coming out to see how studios can like tie them in to the movies without relying on the TV shows too much to like kind of push away the, the casual viewer you know see though but that's interesting because i almost feel like they want us to watch the shows though so i think they almost they're almost trying to create like the i think they're almost creating like the presidents that like the uh um that hey watch these shows so that you're not behind on this cool pop culture thing that's going to hit the rest of the world you know that's fair and, well, and i don't think you're wrong i don't think you're wrong because i mean you know ultimately at the end of the day their goal is to make money Right. If, if I mean, we'll use Marvel for an example. If if people are using Disney Plus to watch Marvel shows, then they're Disney's making money, um, now, which is I, definitely their goal. You know, I do think that there is some movies, especially like Shang Chi, for example, that I think all you have to know is that the snap happened. You know what I mean? I think mm -hmm. most people are up up to date on that. But like, um, you know, besides that, I mean, I, a lot of it is. I think one of these days, because I haven't watched all the Marvel shows, I think I'm going to have to sit down and watch them so I don't feel behind. I, I haven't even finished Loki yet, which yeah. is crazy because I'm a huge like Tom Hiddleston fan and big fan of Loki's character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've seen WandaVision and or I guess it's Captain America Winter Soldier now. I've right. seen those two and they were phenomenal. Um, but I haven't seen Loki or What If yet. So or What If, you said? Yeah, there's like the the what if TV show. Have you seen anything about that one? No, I've not even heard of it. Oh yeah, so what it is is uh, Marvel's taking like it's animated, so it's like all voice actors, and they're not using the original cast as the voice actors because okay. what it is is they're doing like what if this happened, basically showing 
like multiversal variants of different events. So like instead of Steve Rogers being Captain America, it's Peggy Carter and she's Captain Carter. Um, and then there's That's like so a, there's another one where like I think Doctor Strange becomes evil or something like that. Oh. Yeah. And like another one I think was uh, instead of uh, Peter Quill getting picked up as Star-Lord, it was T'Challa actually. And like oh. so it shows like the ramifications of what happens in the universe uh, like if you change these particular timelines. And so I've heard really good things. I, I think it'll be really interesting once Marvel explores like the multiverse more um, to see how how this plays into it, you know? Right. No, for sure. No, that sounds so interesting, man. That's actually really cool. I'm because I, I I've been pretty vocal about it, but I I get really burned out on Marvel because it was just like the only thing that was I don't know it was only thing that was in the movies, and it yeah. was like every month there was a movie, and most people ate it up, and I'm a, I feel that, but just kind of after the the big end of you know of uh, Infinity Wars, I just got gassed on it I think, and then now I'm kind of really kind of wanting to get back into it. I've been feeling this kind of way for like a week or so, especially since Shang-Chi. And now I'm like, all right, I need to go ahead and hit these. And start yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, I think Shang-Chi is a, a good one to really kind of get going. Cause I mean, I guess I don't think um, far from home, I think was technically the end of phase. Was it phase three or phase four? Right. So it like, cause I think it was, if I remember reading about it, it was like the end of that phase and like it, the TV shows are the ones that are kicking off the next phase, but then like Shane Chi's like, or I guess Black Widow, but doesn't really count that much. Um, yeah. But Shane Chi's really like the first one kicking off the new phase, and I I think after seeing it, like they did a really good job of that. Um, there there I've I thoroughly enjoyed the movie, so I I like the direction that they seem to be taking with it. No, and I think it's cool too because just kind of how you were saying with like Star Lord and all of that, how it just wasn't a mm-hmm. prominent character. I think it, you know if if um, uh, um, this gives the ability for these kind of stuff that isn't as like well known because I have never heard of the Shang Chi character before, you know. And I think it's cool to kind of give it its representation, obviously, but I think it also creates a world where because I think it's it's being received so well right now that mm-hmm. um, it, it like that movie and the characters in that movie has the ability to really become a focal point or they have the potential to, I think. I absolutely agree. And I think, I think one thing that Marvel does really well um, that I think a lot of other studios don't always do well is, is their casting. Um, Marvel's casting is just like, I, I'm trying to think, and I can't think of like a single character that I was like, Oh, this person was cast poorly, you know? Like Robert Downey Jr. was a big like risk in the beginning, and look how phenomenal that turned out. Like I can't see anybody yeah. else as Captain America other than Chris Evans, you know. Um, to and be so fair, I think Marvel I have an does. Outlier here oh. with Hulk, but go okay. ahead. Oh, okay, okay. So you're Edward not a... Norton, Edward Norton, and then how it's now Mark Ruffalo, and how we're just gonna, supposed to pretend it didn't happen. That's fair. I don't think either of those were bad cast choices, though. That's fair. I don't, I don't know. I didn't like the Edward Norton Hulk movie. I love Edward Norton, though, but I didn't – I don't know. That's fair. I'll give I you think, that. I think the movie was pretty bad, to be honest. Um, I don't think it was a great movie. Uh, I don't think it's the worst, like, MCU movie because Thor 2 exists, um, and I think we've had this conversation before. But um, yeah. I, I think that uh, – I think he got hurt by the movie. I liked his portrayal of Hulk. I think, you know, that Hulk was, like, very – it was a lot more brutal – than like sure. the Hulk that we have now, um, 
but uh, I don't think it was. I don't think it was a bad casting either way. And to, I know a lot of people have like complained about the direction they've taken Hulk in the MCU. I don't think it's that bad, to be honest. Um, I and I think you know Marvel is also like they're going to hear these complaints and they're going to like you know do things to like just make ramifications for it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry if I interrupted your tangent there. You know, if you remember what you were saying before, I interrupted you on the Hulk. No, no, you're good. I mean, it really just adds on. Like, I, I think Marvel does a good job of casting, casting their characters, and really, really picking people that like just play into the character very well. And I think that's probably part of the reason that we're able to kind of latch on to these lesser known characters so well, um, is because the people that are playing them were just like, oh yeah, it makes sense that this person plays this person. Right. Like Benedict Cumberbatch plays a really good Doctor Strange because you look at him. And he may or may not be, but you look at him and you're like, yeah, this guy kind of looks like a jerk, you know? And like, he plays the character really well. And, I agree. And so I, I think, I think with the direction that Marvel in particular is going to take things, I think they're going to continue to cast well. And that's going to be one of their, one of their biggest upsides personally. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, and also everyone wants the roles, you know, because they're probably not getting denied very often of whoever they want. You know, especially mm-hmm. because, I mean, I guess may- maybe so, because if people don't want to just commit to 10 movies, because I know that's a big deal for Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., where they were like, hey, like, we've done a ton for this, you know, but. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, no, I mean, but, absolutely. But at like the same time, though, I mean, that's like, I don't know, that's like, you know, being being a superhero, that shit, that shit would be uh, um, career defining. You know what it I'm would saying? be. Well, yeah. it's also it's a big commitment, you know, because like, I mean, there's commitment. definitely some people that don't want to do it because of like the commitment. I know like one of the popular ones is a lot of people are saying that John Krasinski should be cast as Mr. Fantastic and Emily Blunt as Invisible Woman. Um, since they're like married in real life, they're going to naturally have like incredible chemistry, which we saw in uh, Quiet Place. Um, but I, I think I remember reading that Emily Blunt has been very vocal that she does not want to play a superhero. And I, you know, like, I feel like you're right that most people like it's very career defining. Um, but at the same time, you know, it is, it's definitely, it's a big commitment because they're signing like multi, multi movie contracts here. Yo, that'd be so good though. It would be so good. Wouldn't it? Then, yeah. yeah be, <clears throat> I mean, even if Emily Blunt doesn't want to do it, I hope John Krasinski does it. That'd be dope. He'd he be so good as Mr. Fantastic. Yes. He would play such a good Reed Richards. Who would, be, who, would, who would you cast as the Fantastic? Who would you cast as the Human Torch? Uh, that's really, that was my question I was about to ask you. Um, the Human Torch. Awkwardly enough, as it used to be Chris Evans, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it used to be Michael B. Jordan, too, wasn't he, the second one? I think he did, yeah. I never saw the reboot, but I think he was. reboot wasn't great, but Michael, Jordan, Michael B. Jordan was fine. Um, oh, I don't know, because you can – uh, Oh, yeah. I don't know. It has to be someone with some juice. Um, man, that's so tough. I feel like that's the hardest one to cast. Yeah, that one. That one has to be like because you you want someone that's kind of like um, Ezra Miller because he played you know like the Flash. Mm-hmm. He was. But you pretty- want someone that's also like good at playing the hothead kind of thing. Exactly. Oh yeah. Um, man. If Ryan Reynolds wasn't Deadpool, I think he would make an amazing Human Torch. I think he's a little old for it now. I think That's I think fair. he would have That's been great fair. like a while ago. Um, I know he's already doing stuff in Marvel. I, I don't I don't know if he's doing the other stuff, but um, 
the guy from American Horror Story would probably be pretty, pretty, pretty good actually if you beefed up a little. I've never seen American Evan Horror Stories. He was Quicksilver. Oh, Evan Peters. Okay, yeah. Evan Peters. Yeah, he'd be decent. Um, I think he would. Oh man, I don't know who. I I can't think of anyone else. That's a really interesting cast because that one, that one doesn't have any clear ones to me. Yeah. Uh, that's because see, like Mr. Fantastic, I'm just there thinking, oh, John Krasinski, and I don't know what there's other ones you could do, but like that one feels right. Yeah. And then for Invisible Woman, I mean, A, Emily Blunt would be fantastic, but I think Margot Robbie would make a really good Invisible Woman too. Um I, I don't I don't know if they would go that way with her though, like with having the DC and the That is true, because she's really big with like the whole Harley Quinn stuff. Yeah. Um Mm, that's interesting. For the thing, I think this may be a hot take. I'm thinking Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> that would be so much fun. <laughs> because uh, I think I think he could play the attitude of the character, you know? Right, I agree. I wanted to say Dwayne the Rock Johnson because it makes sense because like the rock and the thing, you know? But he's oh, also like doing so his much whole, fun. His, he's doing his whole Black Adam thing, so he's in the DC universe now. Right. Oh man, I'm I'm gonna look up and see who should like just look up who should cast in uh, Fantastic Four and see what they say. Uh, let me see if they have anything in particular. Because I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Chris Evans, then you know, the second of those movies wasn't great, but I I enjoyed the first one. Um, like I thought, I mean, I thought those movies were pretty good for the time that they were produced in and i think chris evans was a really good like uh um my name just went oh out. they get some good ones okay tell me okay um so sorry to interrupt you there so no, no you're good john you're good. krasinski uh will play read will read play read richards mr fantastic rami malik is in talks to play the silver surfer Ooh, he would be such a good silver surfer um, Norman Reedus will play Silver Surfer is, is an interesting one too, maybe. Terry Crews as the thing. You know, I could see that. I could see it. <laughs> uh, Zach Efron as Johnny Storm, Human Torch. You know? I, I like it a lot. I like it. I actually really like it. I think he kind of play like, he, he does a really good job of playing that whole, like, F-boy attitude kind of thing, you know? They're also talking about Liam Hemsworth as Johnny Storm, Human Torch. I mean, it's not a bad one. I'd lean a little bit more towards Zac Efron, I think. I agree. Um, they also have one where it's considering uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson as as the thing. Gotcha. Um, Are actually... all of the uh, Invisible Woman ones just Emily Blunt? Um, let me see. Do you know the character's name? Um, oh, so... They say uh, Emily Blunt, yes, yeah, Susan Storm. Emily Blunt um, has been rumored for it. Um, let me see. That's the only one that I see so far that has been rumored. Interesting. Uh, and she, Michael Fassbender is in talks to play Doctor Doom. Okay, so as is Christoph Watts, as is Vigo Mortensen. Do you know Vigo Mortensen? I don't. That's Aragorn. Oh my goodness, he would do such I just he's such a good actor. He's such an incredible actor and an amazing human first off. So like a top tier one in in terms of being a good person. Um I think he would be such a good 
Doctor Doom. Yeah, no, he would be so good, honestly. Just like any any of those three, honestly, would be pretty yeah, good. Yeah, honestly. See, I want to say Michael Fassbender because I like Michael Fassbender a lot. I love Michael Fassbender, man. Um, but I'm still fingered. I know it's probably not going to happen, but I'm still desperately hoping they bring his Magneto over. Because his Magneto was so good, man. His Magneto and then uh, James McAvoy's Professor X. Aside from Evan Peters Quicksilver, those were like the only two other characters that I was like – I mean the guy who played Beast wasn't bad. I don't remember his name. But the guy who played Beast wasn't bad. But yeah. like James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender played such a good Professor X and Magneto. They did so good at that. That, that was so amazing. Their I, chemistry was phenomenal. Everything about it, you know? Yep, and it was really I don't know that was that was so uh, I think that's um, whatever the first one was of that uh, X Men First Class of that I think that mm-hmm. is one of the most underrated Marvel movies. Absolutely or underrated, yeah, just like superhero movies. Is I, that I the, thought um, that one was so good. Is that the same one that Michael Fassbender was like going around hunting down the Nazis? Um, I think he did that in a couple of them. Um, no, I think it might have been. Yeah, yeah, that I was, know the if one it was that one. I remember like uh, there was like a, a bar scene in like Argentina yeah. that I've watched on YouTube like seventeen thousand times. Oh um, yeah, I think that one was that one because uh, it might have been. I'm not. I'm not sure, but I know that was the one where he had like the coin and mm, he put yeah. it through Kevin Bacon's head. Yes, like the 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 Nazi criminal in that movie was Kevin Bacon, I believe. And man. <laughs> He his Magneto is just so good. It was. It really is. And then James McAvoy as an actor is just phenomenal. Like I, I really think I know a lot of people have been talking about him more recently, but I still think he's pretty underrated. Personally, oh, I agree. I agree. Um, and he also played a, a um, I don't know. James McAvoy is just a really uh, he's a he's a really pretty like methody actor. You know? He is. He is. He uh, he played a fantastic Mr. Tumnus in Chronicles of Narnia. He did too. <laughs> Mr. Tumnus was the best. Yo, I, we we did not mention that series in the series that we were bringing up the other stuff. We that, was a good, that was a good little series. It was. It was. I never saw the third movie. Um, I only saw the first two. Uh, and I'm not going to lie, low key, I cried at the end of Prince Caspian whenever they were all leaving. Yeah. Um, but I think part of that was... <laughs> Because I've read, like, I'm a huge Chronicles of Narnia fan, C.S. Lewis fan, all of it, right? Right. And I've read all, like, I don't actually own them anymore because they got sold in a garage sale. Um, But I used to own all the books and everything. Yeah. And I know how it ends and, like, which characters do what or whatever. So, like, sure. seeing that in the end of Prince Caspian, I was, like, knowing, like, some of these characters the last time they're going to see this person. I was like, man, it's kind of sad. And as a kid, I, I cried the first time I watched it and then I skipped it every single time. After that, oh, man, oh, <laughs> that's 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 very. I I understand that, you know, like you know, you like sometimes we feel things. Yeah, I mean, we do. And to be honest, if I were to watch that movie today, I think I'd probably skip it again. I respect it. Got it. Um, Got to stick with what you know. No, for sure. Um. Oh man, I've enjoyed the superhero conversation, Kobe. It's been a good time. It has been a good time. I think we've we've done a good job of, you know, really just talking about superheroes, but also talking about like you know the direction of cinema. No, which is interesting topic. Um, so yes, I don't know if this is a hot take, but it's a take. Okay, might be a hot take. I think it can be because of just the popularity around the other two. So okay, I've given everything some time, and I've listened to all these more than once at this point because I've tried to. Uh, really gather my thoughts on it all and try to take hype aside things because it's okay. difficult. 
So I don't know if you've listened to Donda. I don't know if you've listened to Certified Loverboy. And I know you've listened to the new J. Cole album. Okay. I think the new J. Cole album is better than Certified Loverboy, and I think it's better than Donda. Interesting. Um, I think as – I think, first off, Certified Loverboy, personally, very big disappointment. Interesting. Um, you didn't I, like it? I was not the biggest fan of it. Um, I think it was – I think, personally, it was Drake – playing it very safe and just doing Drake things. Like, I don't think, I don't think if I, if I listen to like views and then I go listen to certified lover boy, like I feel like I could interchange a lot of those songs and it wouldn't, it wouldn't really change anything personally. Um, not to say it's a bad album. I don't think it's a bad album. I just, I, maybe I was just expecting more. I don't know. Um, but I, I think certified lover boy is just, it's, it's a very, it's just a normal Drake album. I think the features were really good, um, especially Twenty One's feature. Um, it was it was like he did a really really good job, but he always has good features. Um, but I do agree that it's it's third out of those three. Um, I I think the J Cole album is the best like true hip hop album. Um, I think, and I I don't want to do like the whole like from a point of view kind of thing. Pull an Obi One on it, um, but I think if you're looking at it from like just pure artistry and like from an art standpoint, I think Donda's the better project, but I think that J. Cole's is the better musical album, if that makes sense. I think I 100% agree with that. I think Donda is the, it's the more creative project, but I think that J. Cole's is the, uh, this sounds harsh, but I think it's the better product. Um, uh, How much of that do you think is due to, because apparently Donda was actually like, Apparently, uh, Kanye kept pushing it back because he didn't feel like it was done. And then it was released. I read a thing where apparently it was released without him like wanting it to actually release it to that yeah. point. How um, much do you think of that would play into it? Um, I think it plays into it, but from different from it being complete. I think it plays into it from the because don't it, it there had a moment where it not getting released was fine and it created hype. But then there was a moment where it was like, okay, this is just kind of weird now. Mm -hmm. What the hell is happening? And I think they created a lot of hype for it, which could have been cool if it was released at a certain time. It would have been received better than how it's received now. And I don't think it's received poorly. I think it's received well. and I think it's considered an artistic piece. Um, I think that one's more of a mood kind of album where I think the J. Cole one, I can kind of always... Whenever I first listened to J. Cole, I was like, I don't know how I feel, I feel about this. Then mm. I basically just kind of fell in love with it. And That's fair. Yeah, I, I think I think that's one thing that J. Cole does really, really well. His, his albums, uh, like the ability to re-listen to them is very high. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to say like re-listenability because I don't know if it's a word. Uh, but, but re-listenability, think, right. Yeah, like I think he does a good job with that. Um, it's very digestible. It is, it is. And I, I think he does – a good job of changing up how he's doing things, but not to like an extreme extent, you know, cause a lot of J Cole's music, you like listen to it. You're like, Oh yeah, this is J Cole. Um, but I don't think of it as a negative thing. Um, I think of it as like, cause I'm trying not to be hypocritical when I say that certified lover boy is very Drake, but I just, I, it is very Drake though. Cause that, that is. is, that is a take I've heard before, especially like I'm talking to people and, one person in, in particular was just like, it just feels like a Drake album to me. And it kind of, and 
what what he meant by that was that it just kind of it kind of all blends together in a way that mm-hmm. like it kind of it has its bops then it has its kind of draining moments almost i think i think the biggest reason that i was disappointed with clb is that like drake was hyping it up quite a bit and like i just maybe my expectations were just too high i don't know but like i expected like something truly phenomenal and when i was listening to it i was just like i mean yeah i was like it's it's a good album but like it's not it's not the best you know it's not great uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't consider it like really really good i think it's just like a, a good you know it's a drake album like he's not going to put out bad music but i don't think it's like inherently great music just because it's drake you know right and don't get me wrong, though it has it has some songs that I'm going to listen to for the foreseeable future in it that I enjoyed. Oh, it does, but. it does, and you know, it, and at the same time, you know, Drake is always going to light up the charts. You know, there's going to be songs that like explode, right? They explode. Like and so, sex is going to going to be huge on there. It is, it is, and uh, I mean, it, it's going to be you know, it's going to be a bop for a while. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't think this album is going to go down like a classic like some of his others have. I agree with that, though, 100%. So um, on that note, on the music note, I don't, I don't know how much of it this is um, uh, this is true or not, but the rumblings of a Kendrick Lamar album. Yes. Or Alive and Well, and I I think he might come in and just take a crown real quick. I That's – I. so his song with Baby Keem, first off. Great song. Has been on repeat for me. Um phenomenal song baby keem very underrated uh i like that uh people like people are kind of seeing his stuff more um because of the kendrick feature um at the end of the day though that is also it's kendrick's song (laughs) um i i just if kendrick drops an album i think it's gonna be he's gonna get have the best hip-hop album of the year and then everybody else is gonna be fighting for a second i i really do i i i feel that i I um I remain biased towards J Cole because I think that one won't get the respect it will that it should get. But I am also mm-hmm. I know I I know I like Cole more than most people. But no, that's I fair. Think, and I'm, I'm a big big I'm, thanks to you. I'll actually a lot. I've become a very big J Cole fan. Um, I just I don't know. I've I've said it before when I've been talking with people that I think Kendrick by the end of his career will probably go down personally i think he might go down as the best of all time um i think he has an argument to be like top two top one right now um because uh, i just think the like because it's not necessarily like the number of projects but the quality of projects like to pimp a butterfly i think is i think it's a perfect album um personally and i think i just i don't know i feel like with his with his discography I could definitely see him just taking, like, just being the best of all time at the end of his career, if not before that, you know? Yeah, no, I feel that. And, um, uh, you know, I think, I think the Bamba Butterfly is the best, um, is definitely his best album too, on top top of that. Like, that's my opinion on it. But mm-hmm. also at, at the same time, though, I, I will say this, and this might be a hot take, but I can't find myself always listening to that album. I think that one is more of a, like, more headspacey for me. That's fair. I, I, I agree. I, I think To Pimp a Butterfly, is, it's it's a little bit more of an artsy album. It's not something you can like, you know, if if somebody's like, pass me the ox, I'm not going to like put on To Pimp a Butterfly. Sure. Necessarily. Um, but I, I think 
I, I, I still do think it's his best album, but I, I think some of his other albums, you know, I, I like uh, Damn, for example, I, I think that's a very like, a, like musically, it's very, very good, but also it's, there's just bops on there, you know? Yeah. Like those songs just that. slap and those are like songs you can just listen to at any point. And so I think he does a good job of blending like where he goes with it, you know? I, I agree, and I think the one one thing that's really cool with like Lamar's music in general is just his experimentation with music. Because I think mm-hmm. he's done more kind of rock stuff with influencing it with hip hop and done different sounds and have really experimented with that. Opposed to the other artists, were like Drake, his feels very, and he's, he Drake makes makes bops, but they're not deep, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and absolutely. then uh, and then Kanye's is very. Um, his is so artistic and creative in its own way, like musically, but I think he's more, he has a more traditional hip hop sound. Not even, I don't even know, like how to explain Kanye's it. Kanye's like his own genre sometimes. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> and then, um, and then J. Cole is more of like a lyricist where he does have like different, he definitely has a particular sound to his music, but I think that Kendrick Lamar's music is more complex than that. That's fair. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Um, I was, I remember I was watching a TikTok video one time and they were talking about J. Cole and it was this guy that was kind of rating his discography. And one comment he made is that like for someone who's getting like new into getting into the hip hop space, J. Cole's a really good artist to go with because he's going to constantly deliver and he's going to, you know, he's going to really hit some good subjects, but because his stuff is so digestible, um, it's very good for newer listeners. Whereas not everyone, like if they're just getting into hip hop, they're going to like be able to hop on Kendrick, you know, because, because he is so like experimental with some of it sometimes. I feel that. Um, but I, I think, you know, I, I think they both do what they do just incredibly well. Um, and, and all four of them, honestly, like, you know, J Cole does what he does. Drake does what he does. Kanye does what he does. Like all of them, just what they know, what they do. And it just, it's phenomenal every time for the most I part. I 100% agree. Yeah, I agree. That- yeah. Got a question for you. Okay, what's your question? And uh, it's uh, in the form of overrated, underrated, or properly rated. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's a talk about a talk about a quick turn, huh? What a um, what a good transition, Kobe. Bravo. Thank you, thank you. I'll take some take some claps and snaps for <clears> that. <throat> um, gummy bears. Go. Oh man. <clears throat> I. Th- so I'm trying to gather this right here because I've definitely had a gummy bears phase, <clears throat> but I don't eat them often anymore. And okay. does that therefore make them overrated to me? I don't know, but like, I don't disrespect them. <clears throat> Every time I find myself eating gummies, I find myself eating sour flavored gummies. I don't, I don't seek after non sour flavored gummies. And, um, <clears throat> But I think gummy bears are properly rated because I think that it has a respectable energy about it. Like, it's not too bad. And also, even though they have the diet gummy bears or whatever those – is it the sour gummy bears? I forget one, whatever one. Uh, the one yeah, that, like, makes you, like, shit profusely. Yeah. Yeah. Those, like, you know, I think I think those are hilarious for the world. Um because people try them to be like, I wonder if it's going to make me shit. And then they shit like profusely. And they're like, how could this ever happen? And I'm like, you did it to yourself. But um, by the way, gummy bears here. Yeah, I think they're really good. And 
but I don't pick them often, but I think people pick them often and enjoy them. I'm going to say properly rated. I don't know. I feel like that one was that one was a hard one for me to decipher because I wanted to say overrated, but I felt like I didn't have a reason to say overrated That's besides fair. the fact that I don't pick them as often as I used to. That's fair. And I think everyone at some point has probably had a gummy bear phase. Um, I, I do agree with you that generally I will go for like, if I'm going to do like gummy candies, like I'm going to go for like the sour ones, you know, like sour right. worms or like sour patch kids, stuff like that. Um, the reason that I was, that I picked gummy bears as my, as my topic is because uh, I'm actually sitting next, like on my desk cause there's a package of gummy bears because I, whenever I was visiting some friends, uh, Caleb and Anna, Caleb introduced me to a new brand of gummy bear that I'd never tried before called Albanese. And they're first off, they're incredible. Best gummy bears I've ever had. Oh, um, I used to be a big, like I was like Haribo's the way to go after trying these. No, they're these blow it out of the water. Um, but I, I think that gummy bears personally, I think they're a little bit underrated because I think you're right that like people don't necessarily hate on them, but at the same time, like you said, like you you just, you don't go out of, out of your way to pick them. Um, and I, I think it's, I think it's less of that people don't pick them because they're bad, but people don't pick them because the marketing potential is not there. But I feel like Sour Patch Kids, like I'm, if I watch TV, which I don't very often, but if I watch TV, like most days I'm going to see a Sour Patch Kids commercial. Like That's real. Yeah. Their marketing is just really good with that. Um, I think gummy bears, there's just, there's not a great, there's not great marketing for it. And I think that that kind of causes them to be a little bit underrated because people kind of just forget that they, they exist sometimes, but I've never like, I've never been eating gummy bears. And I was like, man, I really don't want to be eating gummy bears. You know, like it's always a good time. So I I, I'm going to go with a little bit underrated. I, I, I respect that. Um, I will say this. So I haven't had these gummy bears that you've mentioned. Okay. And uh, I, I hate Bucky's. I really do. I used to work there. I hate it. But <laughs> they have the best gummy bears I've ever had. And I think they blow Harbo's or whatever it's called, Harbo, whatever it's called, mm-hmm. out of the water. And Fair. I have not so tried Bucky's ones. I think you should try those and compare them because either way you will appreciate those gummy bears. That's fair. Uh, no, I'm definitely going to have to try them. Yeah, I had never heard <clears> of this Albany's brand before Caleb showed it to me. Yeah. And – yeah, they're phenomenal. Like, okay. Full full ten out of ten. Properly rated, under really underrated, overrated, properly rated. Let me think what I'm gonna say here. Ooh. While you're thinking on that, let me let people know that we have some big things coming. And I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything. Um we do have and big things coming. I'm just am excited and I want to let people know that. Uh, in the near future, you're going to see some big things happening on Possibly Rambling. And just know that you should definitely be excited because me and David are extremely excited. Uh, whenever David broke some news to me the other day, I I learned of some – I just learned some school stuff's going to be happening, and it's, it's going to be a great time. It's going to be – if we're not at least your seventh favorite podcast, this is going to launch us into it. Let me tell you that right now. I agree, and I also think we're going to be doing some cool. There's a there's we're we're about to start really start expanding pretty hard in mm. the um, social media aspect. That is, um, things are picking up really hard, and it is uh, it's it's exciting. It's it really cool. It is, and we're, uh, uh, we're going to be expanding into different platforms because um, right now we're mo- we're 
primarily on Instagram, but we're going to be expanding into TikTok. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So Toby, we just get it. You know, if, if, if we do, if we do what we do, I think we think we have, have a potential to, to be pretty decent at this. So I'm excited. I agree. I agree. Um, probably rated, overrated, underrated, or yes, however, sir. whatever it is, however we say it. Big Red the Soda. You know what's really funny is I had a conversation. I don't remember who it was with. I had a conversation with my friends recently about Big Red Soda specifically and how Big Red Soda drinkers are Big Red Soda drinkers. Um, like, <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but like when – so whenever I was ser- a server at um, – whenever I served at Movie Tavern, we didn't serve Big Red. But whenever I served at a Mexican restaurant like back where I'm from in this area, um, they did have Big Red. And typically whenever I had like a Big Red table, it was a Big Red table. Like it was usually one or two people that like went through like four or five glasses of Big Red. But Big Red was not very common at all. Um, I think it's it's such like a, a niche group of soda. Um as far as being overrated, <laughs> underrated, or properly rated, it's hard because, like, I don't dislike Big Red, um, but like, it's never going to be in my top five of choices for sodas. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say properly rated. I think Big Red being in that in its like own headspace as far as the soda industry, I think is good for it, and I, I think it's in a good place. So I'm gonna say properly rated. That is that is completely fair. Um, <laughs> I've never heard of that conversation regarding Big Red before. I don't know what that means because I definitely have had a significant Big Red phase in my life. <laughs> and I don't – I haven't really had it recently, but I've been, I've, I've been thinking about her. I'm not going to lie. But, That's um, fair. <laughs> um, I can't say underrated, especially how, how you responded to it where you're like it's niche. And then you also said that you're like it's not in your top five sodas, but you don't hate it. And – I got to give it its underrated recognition here. When I used to work at Bucky's, I had Big Red often because they have it in the fountains there. And you could like fill up your, your drinks all day. And I'm like, y'all get some Big Red. Let's go. And, and, uh, and, and, but it's interesting though. No one gives you crap for drinking Big Red, but no one really does it with you though. You know, like, I yeah, don't know. It's, <laughs> it's such a, like a specific, like, and I mean, that's what it's really like when you're a Big Red drinker, you're a Big Red drinker. And it's, it's crazy. Like, I don't know. It's it's crazy how like you, people just go through phases. Like, I don't think I've ever actually been through a big red phase personally. I may have, and I just don't remember it. But like, maybe you I, need to have an awakening. You know, maybe I do. Did you ever drink Big Blue? Uh, I think Big Blue is uh, not as good as Big Red. So I have, but I don't prefer it. That's fair. That's fair. I think I've had it like one time, and I don't remember if I liked it or not. I mean, it's I'm sure fine. I liked it too, because yeah, no, it's, it's like a it's a sweet soda. But yeah, it's fine. It's fair. But I think Big Red is better than uh, Big Blue. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think it's a fair take that you said it's underrated. I just, I don't know. I got to stick with my guns and say properly rated because I think the people that like Big Red like it so substantially much that it like, if if everyone enjoyed it all the time, it would be overrated. Because that's, the, that's the people that like it just it's their love for it is so high kind of thing. Yeah, um, I, th- that's yeah. a weird one though because like I said, I haven't had it really in a while. But at the same time, like whenever I whenever every time I have it, I enjoy it. But yeah. I uh, it's just a it's a 
I don't even think the flavors are controversial. I just think people just like, and no one's intimidated of it. Just people are just like, ah, I'm good. Yeah, you know? I mean, like, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty safe choice to be honest. Yeah, interesting takes. Big red. And, interesting. Uh, yeah. David, David, David. Don't do it to me. Got some bad news for you. No. Kind of left you on a cliffhanger last week, didn't it? Yeah, I? you did, and it sucked. Uh, you did last time, and you're doing it again this time, and... I kind of like... I, I kind of played with your... Toyed with your emotions. What is it... Uh, there's probably a saying about... What, what, with great power comes great responsibility. That's the saying. From you're right, and you're lacking responsibility here. You I have full control... That is, that is true. I have total control about where we end these episodes, which is – it's crazy as, that so much power can be into the, the one push of a button. And like last time I did like this whole dramatic pause where I was like, hey, it could have ended there. And so like if I stop talking, you don't know if I'm going to end it, do you? I have no idea when this show is going to end, and I always panic just a little bit. <laughs> um, I just – as a friend, as one of your dearest friends, I don't like to hear that you panic. But as your co-host, I love to know <laughs> that I can instill instill just a little bit of panic in you. It, it's definitely an anxious process. So, uh, and I know that you're you're continuing this conversation <laughs> here, and you're just you know I I thought you would end it thirty seconds ago, and we're still just this, in this constant progression of when the hell you're going to end this episode. We and, are, uh, and to be and, honest, uh, uh, the world <laughs> the the world may never know. <laughs> <laughs>